how are you guys doing hey did you miss me did you miss us <laughs> anyways happy happy new year whoop, whoop. how's your year been how's your year been going hope you've been um you know hitting your goals i know it's three months into the year but yay yes hope you you know You've been staying happy, guarding your mental health, very important, you know, and doing the things that just, you know, um, make you feel fulfilled. Um, but today, 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 hey, guess, guess what we'll be talking about, hey, guess what I will be talking about, by the way, you people, I started learning how to dance, so don't be surprised if one day, <laughs> when we come on this conversations if you start hearing me playing music at the background and giving you dance even though you're not seeing me don't just see me in the spirit as i'm doing the dance okay all right all right, all right. <laughs> let me be serious so today we're going to be having the female version of the um topic um that we had last year which is the um i think the topic was uh how am i forgetting <laughs> um realities of the 21st century man so we are having the realities of the 21st century woman today. Today, hey, I'm giddy. I can't even lie. I can't even lie. Like I struggled with the number of women I wanted to be on in this conversation. I struggled with it because I wanted us to gist about these things that are going on in the world. They used to pepper my chest. But well, I was able to eventually 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 after so much struggle not to have 20 something ladies on this conversation we have four beautiful women that i know will bring it hot 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 i have tired wake here i have tony olatunji i have fadi kemidad i have um a boom follower for me these girls are fire so i'm waiting for them to just give it to me give it to me hot give it to me steady give it to me sweet give it to me nice Give it to us in every way. Today, we're going to be having a conversation. And we're going to be talking about everything we can talk about. Okru. Alright guys, All right. I really, 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 really miss you. Welcome, welcome, welcome aboard. So I'll let Tony introduce herself first, then Ebon, then Fadekemi, and then Tayo. Alright Tony, go ahead. Hi everyone, I'm Olua Tony. I'm a medical doctor turned uh, HR professional and communications professional. I really do wear many hats and I wouldn't want to bore you with the details, but it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right, so Ebon, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Ebon. I'm a medical doctor. I'm currently a specialty training at Sangaini. I do enjoy listening to music and podcasts, so I'm sure that you can guess I'm happy to be here. Okay, Fadike, can you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Fadike Mi. I'm a pharmacist, lifestyle blogger. I love reading. I love listening to music. And I love to talk about relatable day-to-day experiences. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super pumped to have you, Fadike. Thank you for coming. Tayo. Hi, everyone. I'm Adetayo Dweke. Um... I currently live in the United States with my husband and my soon-to-be two-year-old. I'm a medical doctor and I'm a feminist. I'm very passionate about things that have to do with women. And I love discussions, arguments, really anything that supports. <laughs> you know that, you know, <laughs> that supports because so 
I'm happy to be here today. Thank you, Shoah, for inviting me. Thank you guys for coming because I know you people will give me a hot hot. All right, let's just dive into the conversation. Um, so the first question I was going to ask you guys is how would you describe the relationship you had with your dad while you were growing up and the relationship you have with him now? Are there, uh, are there dynamics that have changed? Are there things that you see differently? I just want you to basically just take us on a journey of the kind of relationship you had with your, your dad while growing up and what it's like now. Let me start with Taya. <laughs> okay, this this is easily one of my favorite things to talk about. I, I love to talk about my father. Um, growing up with my dad was was really fun. I <clears throat> I had a very hands on, involved father. My my childhood, I was really closer to my dad than to my parent, to my mom, because I mean, he was he was home with us more often. My mom worked really far away, like a office was hours away from home so my dad was the one that would take us to school my dad was the one that would prepare me in the morning for school give me a bath you know all of that my dad was the one that would make me lunch when I get from so yeah so I had a really great relationship with my father like come think about it my father bought me my first century pad my father bought, taught me how to cook did everything like he was the he was the primary parent for me growing up so and you know my father also set really high standards not just for you know the men that i would go on to date but generally for people my father is like one of the kindest people that i mm -hmm. know um i realized that growing up i had such high standards of my dad that i i really thought it was perfect mm -hmm. now that i'm much older and mm -hmm. wiser i've seen that although he may have been like a very great father he had his own shortcomings mm -hmm. And I'm learning to to understand that. I'm learning to not be disappointed in who, you know, I don't know how mm -hmm. to explain it, but it's just not the same when you grow up and realize that this person that you idolize so much is, is mm -hmm. still great by all standards, but it's just not, you know, the way you used to think like, oh, this person can make yeah. mistakes or whatever. Mm -hmm. My father is really still very supportive. I, I remember uni days and always, you know, just always knowing that if you want something and your parents can afford it, you would absolutely mm -hmm. get it. So that's how, that's the life that I had. My father wasn't rich by any standards, but everything that I asked him, as long as he could, like there was nothing I couldn't ask. There was nothing that was too big. There was no conversation that was too mm -hmm. much. There was nothing. My father taught me to, to question everything. Mm. You know, he taught me to question everything. Like I, I could ask him anything. We, we didn't... We're still very good. Today is my father's birthday, oh my by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so my father turned 60, he turned 69 today. Happy birthday, so today my daddy. Birthday. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And growing up now, I think my father is, I don't know if he's shy, but when we talk, I feel like he just doesn't, he doesn't, I don't, maybe he doesn't know what to say to me. I don't know, really. We just talk and it's, it's great still, really. I have a, I had a fun time my, growing up with my father. I still have a fun time huh? with him. And not much has not much has changed for me. <laughs> and then you know the interesting so, yeah, thing about it. your own story is that you yours seem to be the flip side of most people's story, which is the fact that yours was like you yeah. literally idolized him when you, you were growing up and then realizing as you grow older that okay, this person is not really perfect. He had some flaws and everything. But on the other mm -hmm. side, most people's story is that we saw the flaws and then when you were, <laughs> when you not grow up, what when you feel like okay, just got the best slack, Shari <laughs> Exactly. I think Tell part of about. why I didn't even part of why I idolized him then was because everybody was quick to drum it into my ears of wow, your daddy's so different. 
You know, when you hear that mm-hmm. all the time, it makes it like to my mom, to my to my aunties, my mom's siblings, they were also quick to say, Wow, what a man. Like everywhere I went then, it was always, Wow, your dad did this. When my friends come to my house from primary school or something, everybody's like, Wow, Tyler, your dad is so cool. So getting that into your ears makes you feel like, wow, this man is really <laughs> the second person after Jesus Christ. Like, it's really all that. You know, because it makes you, everybody's typing in. So you're like, okay. Well, then now you just know that the veil has lifted. You see some things like, okay, this person could have made, could have made better decisions with this thing. And then you just know that, okay. Nice, nice. How about Tony? Well, I feel like I have... Um... A similar experience to Tiles mm-hmm. in the sense that my father was literally the next person to Jesus. <laughs> um, so, um, however, I didn't grow up having like, okay, so we used to have like family conversations. My dad likes to, so when we had like morning devotions mm-hmm. or prayer at night, my dad liked to throw things out there and have us give feedback. I think that's probably why we all like really talk a lot because my that we had the opportunity to do at home so we could debate stuff um out of the bible we could ask questions we could be there for hours just throwing it back and forth so we have that but i didn't have like a personal um relationship in that sense Mm. with him um aside from those general family discussions it wasn't like we had a special i just used to hear that we had a special bond when i was a baby (laughs) <laughs> you know but really i didn't really and then and then we my parents didn't really grow up with um all the affectionate um gestures so they didn't give those affectionate gestures a lot so mm-hmm. there were not a lot of hugs or you know head kisses forehead kisses and all of that mm-hmm. so in a way although he was a fantastic person or he is still a fantastic person and like Tyre said my father is now kind of person that everybody tells you as your father is awesome you know your dad is so cool you know like <laughs> those of you on this call have one time or the other probably says that you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> however um i think that growing up was actually when i started to have like a more personal relationship with him and we could have conversations and the similarities between us became more obvious as i grew older i could literally pick out the things that were all my dad in my personality. And I could pick out the things that were from my mom. And I think growing up, it's not so much disappointment. It's just, yeah, like like Taya said, seeing that he's not perfect, seeing the obvious, sometimes obvious flaws in, in some of the decisions he makes, and then just being able to... My father thinks that Barry is not so bad. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like I, that's probably the one thing that I still struggle with. Like, are you joking? Like, you're such a, yeah, an awesome mom. person, really. <laughs> you know. So that's the first thing basically, of what I mean by yeah. There are times when I'm like, no, I do not agree with you. <laughs> but he's still a fantastic person, super intelligent. Um, gives with wisdom in whatever he says, and you know, always looks for how things can be peacefully solved. You know, but I, I think that's the major difference in I, I've I've had more personal direct conversations. In fact, I find it easier to have conversations with my dad now um mm-hmm. than when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But in terms of his personality, not much has changed. And then but you also think that maybe the reason why you guys um have conversations now is also because you have like 
grown to communicate better compared to maybe when you were a teenager where you are you are not able to say okay you want to say this or that maybe it's not majorly the fact that okay they weren't very expressive people but also the fact that maybe because you yourself were not very open to communication or was it a situation where you like try to communicate with him and then most times you didn't really get the um the level of listening um abilities that you wanted like what what would you say changed the dynamics so i don't i think it was both and then none in the sense that um I don't think I ever tried to have a personal conversation because I just didn't see it. I didn't see it demonstrated. So, okay. so like having a chit chat with my dad where, you know, we're on the bed and we're, that's not something that ever really happened, mm-hmm. you know, but it didn't mean that they couldn't like communicate and it didn't mean that we didn't know that they loved us and all mm-hmm. of that. So I think, yeah, maybe I was also a little bit... No, but I had friends that I, I could talk to. Not a lot of people at that mm-hmm. time. I could only really, really talk to a few people. Um, but I think as we grew older, I just became... I think it was more of familiarity. And it was the fact that I was... I have, I'm the one that has been home the longest mm-hmm. <laughs> with my parents. So I think over time, we just we just had to find... <laughs> the communication just had to happen because we were we were literally almost always around one another. And then I realized they were not so... And then, okay, there were things that now happened as I grew older, like when I was in uni, that now showed me because, yes, there was a side of me that believed that they were too strict to be conversational mm-hmm. in a personal mm-hmm. way. Yeah? But as I grew older, we now had, like, defining moments, things that happened that made me realize that, ah, these people are not that... <laughs> It's not that deep. Like, mm-hmm. They were just tricks because we had to. There were things that they literally what I would have what they would have done when I was like in primary school. I totally saw a flip side. Like when I had that receipt in four hundred level, and I thought that my life was over <laughs> because my parents have always been the types that you know you must do well in school, and if you come second, they're asking you why you not come first, and there's no super celebration about you being bright. <laughs> It is just a given. <laughs> it's just a given in my house. Yeah, I just expected to be bright. <laughs> you know, so even when you're now trying not to be so bright, you'll be wondering that. <laughs> you know, so because it was taken for granted that way, when I finally had that, that was probably my first big fail academically. It just felt like the world was going to end. And then they were so supportive. Like it was like, eh, are these my parents? <laughs> and I, I think that kind of helped in now helping me to realize that these people are real people and they are they have emotions <laughs> they feel and then it became easy to really talk to them to really see what was on my mind so, and now we're like best is, is mm. to an extent nice 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 how about Fadik? Mm, okay so my dad was a great man yeah he was a great man but I can't really say he was a good father. Yeah, because, you know, I think in my early years, like maybe six, seven, I remember him being sweet and, you know, it wasn't, he didn't have so much, but, you know, he gave what he had and he had time for his family then. But I don't know what happened along the line and, you know, my dad was not even present, actually. I'm so sorry. So about he died. Okay. Yeah, 
2019 and as early as 10-11 I just knew that I didn't want to get married to a man like my dad like I just knew that it cannot happen because because of what I experienced as a child and most especially the things I saw my mom experience I now growing up I I there was a particular day I asked her like why did you stay like you should have just left because she went through a lot and you know imagine a child of 11 come mm-hmm. to the conclusion that she did not like in her life she does not want the kind of father that you know <laughs> it's just a lot like it's a lot if i if i start to say everything we might not live here today and mm-hmm. one more thing it got to a point where you know when i think about when i when when i go for weddings and i see this father daughter dancing mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a particular day i told my brother my wedding day i don't want this thing because i feel like it's just hypocrisy we are not on that level <laughs> so why are we you know mm-hmm. and i think i was the, i was the one that had this you know my siblings are very nice they're always trying to you know make excuses for him and all that it's not like mm-hmm. they're not nice but it is what it is this man is not present and he's not even making effort so why are you guys making it look like i'm i'm wicked or something mm-hmm. but then in 2019 he actually came back when i say he, he was not present he was he was actually not present like he was gone he was gone physically at some point but then he came back and when he was trying to you know make him better that was when we lost him and, you know this thing oh, is, and the thing is oh, okay I'm so sorry know, i i remember saying i remember when i said that oh i don't want to have the father daughter dance and all that but at that moment because before i got married and at that moment it just felt like i would give anything to having do that dance with me it was not present oh. but I mean, I still felt okay. He tried to make things work, but he didn't have enough chance to yeah. do that. He didn't have enough chance to right his wrong. And till today, I have not cried. I don't know. Maybe I, I've tried to. I've tried to think about it. Like, okay, is it that I've not forgiven him? Is it that I'm still holding on to something? But I've searched my heart and. The pain is there. Yes, the pain is there, but I've not I've not actually cried about his death. And you know, it just it, it bothers me sometimes like am I still holding on to something? Am I still I don't I really don't know. I've tried I've prayed about it. I I don't know. Maybe I'm still pained. I don't know. His death is painful. That's another level. But then the fact that i have not cried the fact that i don't know if i feel it deeply is just a lot like it's just a lot but honestly i didn't the longer sort of this story is that i can't really relate to what every other person has been saying i didn't have yeah. that see the thing is don't put so much pressure on yourself to be a certain to handle it in a certain way you get what i mean or to be in a certain 
emotional state for you to you guys this is you going through different processes at the same time like it's like you're grieving um a relationship that you never really had and then you're also grieving the fact that he's gone so there's a lot of stuff for you to unpack so don't don't be too hard on yourself take it like unpack it a bit at a time step at a time like just ensure that you are you are like in touch with whatever you're feeling part time and you are addressing them basically and to make you feel slightly better i know it can't make you feel better but i can relate to a couple of things that you said so girl you're not alone <laughs> i hear you <laughs> but one thing i actually wanted to ask while you were talking was the fact that do you feel like that made you a bit more critical about relationships that you got into and did you have to did you get to a place where maybe you had to like step back and be like, okay, and everybody's not your dad. You know, people always say that, okay, issues like maybe dad issues and stuff like that usually spring up from things like this. Do you think that that was represented or that happened in your life? And what did you do about it? Okay, if it's the okay. Funny thing, talk the, about the funny thing is that I hear these things a lot, but in my own case, mm-hmm. it's like the opposite. It just made me know that this is, what I don't when I say it, I don't even try to get into it before right. it's just it's just for me it's is more on the positive side. And actually I had a good model in my brother. Like I just mm. said that almost if I don't marry somebody like this guy, ah you get so maybe because <laughs> there was that maybe because, oh, it's yeah, maybe game. because I had I had my brother as a standard in quote. I didn't really mm. I didn't really have those daddy issues and mm-hmm. I really cannot relate to that aspect. Okay. Well, I think maybe that's good for me, sir. Okay. Mm, profound. I'm so glad. <laughs> 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 All right, Ebo. No worries. Okay. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, I, I wouldn't say I have a great relationship with my dad. And right now, I'm still struggling to bond with him. Um, growing up, my dad... We, my dad is quite loving. People love him. He's amazing in his way, but my dad was strict. So um, he wants things done the way they're supposed to be done. And he was so particular about our academics and it just has to be good. It wasn't like we did extra, but you cannot just come home and say you failed or anything. You just have to be good and all that. And my dad is into science and so mathematics and um, engineering and all that. He really tried teaching us. I'm the third child, so I think I probably escaped with a few stuff, but I knew how he handled my brothers, and that was scary. But I grew up having this love for my dad, and I I really wished and craved that I had this daddy-daughter relationship. I see my friends. I know when, you got, when you're younger and you see your friends and the daddy dotting on them, or daddy dropping them off at school, and people talking about their death, and then I'm like, ah, I don't know answer. We all have that this now. What's happening here? But, <laughs> <laughs> but over time, I just realized that um, that he, he was just a parent the way he felt it was just the right thing to do and all. But I still don't have that free access with him. I think now he's trying to get across to me, trying to have that relationship with me. But I'm just kind of closed up now. Like, I'm formed, I'm formed. But over time, I, I try, but... It just feels awkward at times, but I know he really loves my dad. My dad loves his kids and all that. And 
in his own way. He's just loved in his own way. He's not very good at communication and all. He probably will come a little bit from a place, a place of maybe thought, like this is what you're supposed to do. And this is how you're supposed to do it. And you have to do it right. But, um, yeah, we still, I think we're good. It's just not what I believe, want, or what I desire, but it is what it is. Before we actually even move, there was something I was going to clarify for, like, Fade Kemi and um, um, Ebu. Was the question I was going to ask you, was it majorly because, you know, I realized that most of the things that, like, when you hear ladies talk about relationships with their dad that wasn't really, really great, it seemed to have stemmed from the fact that it was the gender, like, the way the male figure dealt with the female figure that you first saw in life do you understand what i mean like so was that was that the major issue if it's if you're comfortable to talk about it was like was that i don't need details like that but what i what i mean is was it more about the things you saw your dad do do you understand to the to your mom who was like the first female person that you were expecting like what you're meant to do is to dote on this person and love on this person and was that what really shaped your relationship with him was it even did you have like maybe direct things that he did to you directly that you just didn't like like everyone was talking about the fact that he was just too strict that one is like standing on his own separate from anything about what whatever else he did to his mom um, and mom do you understand what i mean okay yes mine is from the way he treated my mom okay eventually we got a dose of it I mean, if you leave home yeah. because of whatever you think is happening, mm. we were affected also at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And these things were things that, you know, were unnecessary. Every, see, everything is just patriarchy at the end, <laughs> at the end of the day. Because, yeah, that's what I was going like, I mean, yeah, everything. I know the question wasn't directed at me, but it's almost yeah. impossible for you to treat the mom yeah. horribly and it will not it's, reflect it's, the way. On the kids, she's not. Tried. She tried to, you know, protect him. She tried not to. You would never, my mom would never discuss my dad with us. But we, we, are, we are not, uh, even as a child, I remember so many things. And there was a time that I even went to, at that point, I think it was still around, it was still coming and going. My siblings could not, but I had to go and meet him that, why are you doing this? Like, so. If it starts from there, if it starts from the way it fits my your it it fits his wife, mm-hmm. it's going to affect the children. Mm-hmm. Standard. It is going to affect the children. I mean, after leaving him, we were affected. It was not there. You call him, Daddy, I need money for this. So in fact, your mom would have done something before you would even remember that you are there. So at the end of the day, sometimes it extends to the children. And in my own case, we actually got bond. Right. We got bond very well. So. <laughs> right. And apparently, like, as you were talking, what was just going through my mind was the fact that that's actually how, even in society, like the fact that women have noticed, have seen, have experienced where their fellow women were not treated properly, were unfairly, you know, has also stirred up something in the hearts of other women. Just the same way it happens in yeah. basic units as family. Is the same principle as well in society. Like people are saying that no, how would you treat a woman like this? And people are now beginning to have a voice and be like, no, we're not going to accept this anymore. 
Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's, it's the same thing. It's what we're doing the family for yeah. in the society, really. At the end of the day, mm. it's just a ripple effect mm-hmm. of if family is not right, society is just as messed up as family, man. <laughs> All right. So next, <laughs> next question was going to be about just a short, brief um, answer, if that's possible, about just your journey with how you encountered God and what um, what the experience was like for you, what led you to your decision to the, maybe the religion that you practice today and what are things that changed when you made that decision, if anything changed? Let me start with I suspected. Anyways, so for me, it's a little different because my parents were like very serious Christians. Now, not not super religious, like many people like to describe their parents. My parents actually tried to exemplify what it meant to be truly Christian. So it wasn't just that we had a go to church every Sunday. We had all of that, but we actually had, honestly, we actually had the lifestyle to to set beside, you know, what they were saying, what they were teaching us. We had an example to set beside it. So Christianity wasn't, it wasn't too weird, except for the rules here and there, you know, some of those other rules that are really more personal than anything else, you know. So it, it was actually really helpful because, I mean, my dad would not, would not so much as lie about, oh, my dad is not at home, all those things, so much as that it was my dad was pretty pretty straightforward and it kind of helped however i think i think it was just a natural thing for a long time and i I think that people assume that that's a good thing well it's not bad apparently um but what it does is that it takes a while for you to own it and that's kind of what happened to me so it took me a while to really understand what it would really take to be a christian aside from knowing the lifestyle and being used to the lifestyle because I grew up in a Christian family. Um, so I think the first um, the first life-changing moment for me was having an accident when I was in SS2 and feeling like, oh, I really, you know, after that, I just feel like God saved me and God saved me for a reason. So I, I started to take it more seriously. I started to own my relationship with God, but there was so much I didn't really understand. Um, so I'm trying to skip a lot of things. Then in school, I think I got to another level. So for me, it was like levels yeah. or something that happened in levels. Then in school, I got to another point where I wanted to own it even more. I saw, I saw better examples of what the Christian life really should be. You know, I had more, more depth of Bible study and all of that from fellowship and all of that. So I kind of began to see the picture of what it should be like. And then I desired it. So I took it a step further and tried to really get into like what it meant to be in a re- an actual relationship that could almost mirror mm. a human relationship with God. And mm. I actually got there. Um, then, of course, like every human relationship, <laughs> we had fallouts um, based off of different things that maybe happened. And, you know, you go back and be like, God, why? And you sort of blame God and you're sort of like me and God are not on talking terms. Yeah, I did that. Um, up until very recently, actually. We were not really on. Even now, we're just finding, you know, we're working it out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's basically where I'm that's basically where I'm at. 
yeah. But all the while, good for me. I had like always had godly examples around, always growing up, God placed mentors just strategically, you know, everywhere to ensure that I did not <laughs> enter the streets completely. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, I think this about sums it okay. up. To All keep right, it thank you. If you enter that street, sir, you come back by yourself. The street is not for it's not playing. Um, okay, so for me, um, I feel like my experience was really different because I grew up Muslim. Like, my parents were, especially my mom, was a very still is a really strong practicing Muslim. My dad, on the other hand, I mean, my dad loved God, but I feel like it was religiously lazy. <laughs> you know, it puts way more emphasis on how you treat people, how you speak to people, um, be kind. It, it placed a whole lot more emphasis on being morally upright mm-hmm. than religious. I don't know if, yeah. you, if if that makes any sense. So I always, okay. you know, I I struggle. I religion for me growing up was more something I had to do, like something I wanted than something I wanted to do. In secondary school, I think in, in SS3, I started to explore Christianity. I liked it, but I would honestly say I was exploring it because it was, I, I thought it was easier, really. Like, I just thought it was easier. It was interesting. It was fun. We could sing and dance and do all of that. And it, it just seemed fun. Um, and then I would say maybe my 200 level, I truly, truly wanted to be. I mean, I had been going to church before then, but 200 level was when I would say I really wanted to be close to god for me christianity and the way it's practiced in the going to church is still something i'm coming to terms with it's still not something i particularly like mm-hmm. if i'm being honest like it's not something i'm really into that's what i realized i'm also not very much into talking with many other christians really i'm still i just realized that this year and it's something i'm struggling with but i do know that i love god a lot i love to have interactions and read the bible for myself and follow people that that or that um talk about Christianity in really simple terms, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's mm-hmm. where I am really. That's that's how I know that I want this for myself, mm-hmm. like personally. And yeah, is there something I'm missing out on the question? I feel like I may have no, forgotten no, no, no. a key component you of what you asked. The other thing well, that I just asked was like, was there any changes that you had to do, like that happened in your life because of the decision you made concerning maybe your religion or your work with God? Really, for me, no, no, no. Apart from the fact that you know, it just opens my eyes more to things like you know. I feel like it makes. I've always been somebody that stood for. Oh no, I don't like injustice. I don't. And then it's really fun seeing that, you know, is I always knew that God was against it, but I'm seeing practical examples in the Bible of how He really was against it. Like He really doesn't stand for those things that I also don't stand for. So not only do I, before I used to feel like it was just a morally proper thing to mm-hmm. do. But now I see that, you know, this thing also aligns with the belief that, with what God wants me to be as a person. So it just makes me more secure in that knowledge, really. That's that's the only thing I'll say has changed. Maybe not changed, but has gotten deeper, if, if, yeah, if anything. Okay. How about Fadika? Okay, yeah. Okay. So for me, I grew up in a Muslim home. My dad was a Muslim. My mom was also from a Muslim background. But she changed, she switched to being a Christian. And I remember that I was still very young when she made that decision. Even though my, my, my dad was not a practicing, a serious 
practicing Muslim like that. Like Tyra said, it was just, you know, I think he was a lazy Muslim. He just wanted to be identified as a Muslim. He, he does the whole layer thing, you know, let's do mm-hmm. right. Even when it's <laughs> but I think it was just because, you know, it was something he had to do. He, yes, you understand. So at that point, when I was still very young, we were going to church. He refused to follow us. They allowed us. So it was, it was okay. I think he was quite liberal. But then at some point, I don't know what happened. He stopped my mom from going to church. He tried to stop us also, but it was close to when I gained admission to the university. So, I mean, when I got to school, he could not stop me anymore. Even if he stopped me from going at home, you can't stop me from going to church and school. But then, you know, when I was growing up, you just go to church. I didn't really have a personal relationship with God then. It was when I got to school that I actually got the real meaning of Christianity. Like, it's not just about going to church. And with time, I have learned more, especially last year. I grew a lot in my relationship with God. I saw so many things that I used to do, and I understood that those things were just religion. And, you know, it just keeps getting better. And I am grateful to God for where I am now, even though I'm not satisfied, but, you know, I'm grateful for where I am now. And I feel like it was easier for me because of the switch my mom made, actually. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because if my dad was, you know, he got to, there was a time that we had this um, cleric that was coming to teach us, and I was getting serious with it. But then, I think God just wanted my heart. <laughs> they wanted to get to yeah, say you, you be a Muslim. <laughs> ah, like I was trying to be serious. But... Okay. Um, I grew up in church as my parents were Christians and of course church was just part of the routine and um, so we're just like a double thing for us and well getting to uni well a bit of secondary school I knew there was fellowships and all but I wasn't really that I wasn't I didn't really participate in secondary school by the time I got to uni of course I got more involved in church and um activities and all that. It was just it was my happy place. But over time there came the point where I needed to understand and then I realized it was more of my relationship with God and just having this community of people and then it's been a journey since then. It's well, it's been bumpy. Maybe <laughs> how it's it's been good. So for me now it's more of my relationship with God, my person, my personality, and how, how I deal with God and, and how God deals with me and what I learned, I've realized is not, it's not, it's beyond religion. It's beyond what was passed down and everything. And we having to go to church, this and that, but how we live and hurt. And of course, the community of people learning and all is still very important. But, I'm grateful for where I am today. It's, <laughs> it's it's been it's it's been a journey, and um, I'm 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 glad.